Delighted to welcome onto this special Scottish Cup episode of the podcast a man who scored a, a vital, important goal that brought the Scottish Cup to the Highlands for the first time ever. The oldest sporting trophy in the world was heading up the A9, courtesy of one man, that man, James Vincent. James, how are you? Good, thanks, Aldi. How are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. You, um coping without football at the moment i just about just about busy family life so three kids and a wife keeping me busy so it's been all right it's been good good stuff james um we talked about it off off mic i can't believe that it's been five years since cali thistle yourself and a few others um wrote your names into the club folklore and brought the scottish cup back up the A9 for the first time in its history. It's never been. It was never ever in the Highlands up until 2015, apart from promotional yeah. shoots, etc. Uh, can you quite believe that it's been five years since that famous day at Hamden? No, time has flew by. Like you said, it's it gets pinged around on YouTube and Twitter so much that it's crazy. It feels like it was yesterday. Uh, times flew by, but um, I think, like I said, it'll be one of them that. When I finish my career, I kind of realise and look back at it and realise how special it was. Yeah, it was a special day. I mean, people um, that have listened to the podcast and and know me will will know that um, I was working for the club around that time. So I'm, I'm yeah. acutely aware of you know the the the, the emotions before and, and after. But I thought we'd take a a trip down memory lane. Um, we'll start with the kind of build up to the Scottish Cup final. Um, I was looking back at the the game just before it, so um, yeah. and I never really thought about it until last night. the The game against uh, Celtic, which uh, yeah. was the Sunday before the cup final, you played that day, um, as did a few others that, that played in the the game against Falkirk. Ryan Christie started, for example. Uh, Ryan Essen was in goals, of course, as well. Now, Cali had an injury problem with Dean Brill out that season as well. Um, so Ryan was going to be starting the cup final or it, it looked like he was definitely going to be starting of course he did play against Celtic that day were you playing in that game against Celtic fearing no. the the fact that you know you might you know pick up an injury were you kind of trying to um, remain injury free because to, to get injured in that Celtic game the week before a cup final that would have been a disaster no I know it would have been and to be honest all day, I had a bit of a bit of a nightmare that season I kept up I kept picking up niggles and kept getting little knocks here and there and that's half the reason why the manager was talking to me that I didn't really start the final I was just picking up knocks and I didn't really have a good run up in, up into the final and I remember him talking to me and just saying listen you're gonna you're gonna have a part to play this is what I'm going with uh, this is the kind of structure and formation tactics we're gonna do you're gonna play a part blah blah and as it stood um, I believed I was always gonna come on midfield which I did but after that changing I never knew I was gonna end up a right back so when did Yugi have that conversation with you was that early in the, the week or was that uh, towards the yeah, kind of Friday that was uh, in the week we we stayed up uh, quite local. Um, we stayed near Livingston. We trained at Livy's uh, ground for a couple of days, and we were just always in and around. We, I think we were there. How many days were there for? Three, four days, yeah, maybe. Yeah, down on the Wednesday. And to I be think, honest, yep. Yeah, I, I think that I think that was brilliant. To be fair, that was that was really clever for them because it just just bedded us in straight away. It wasn't like we were we were turning up day one final. All the atmosphere would have might have maybe got the better of you. I don't know, but the fact that we went down and, and did that little bit, I think it settled us all, and we were just relaxed and you got your heads on the game a little bit. But you were kind of 
in that surrounding ready for it rather than it just being one day go so I think that was good but yeah we were always uh, in and around there and he just we just remember it. we did went through shape a few times and it was good he spoke to the boys it was obviously all the lads probably biggest game they've ever played and so he was good he spoke to us and just said where I was at and I totally understood to be honest if I'd have been playing week in week out leading up to it yep. I would have questioned it and maybe maybe spoke to him but it was fair enough and uh, the lads had done really well as we had done all season been on a fast, fantastic run of form but we've been up and about the top of the table all, all season really so it was just one of them he spoke to me told me like I had a part to play etc etc the way the game turned out it, it went for me and yeah the rest is history. The week leading up to it, Yogi was on the podcast a few weeks ago and he talked about the the 2014 League Cup final and how they probably got it wrong by going down the day before. You've obviously touched on it yourself there as well, but yeah. um, it must have been good to you know to get away and, and get a bit of bonding time before that final and, and, and feel relaxed. What was the was that the mood in the camp? Was that a re- relaxed mood? What was uh, what was the feeling like uh, the days leading up to the cup final? Ah, it was to be fair. It really was. Um, like you said, we had the final before we played Aberdeen, and, and to be similar to what I said, it was a little bit of one of them. Again, that was the first final that boys had played in as well. So we turned up, and maybe even in our approach, we were a bit tentative within the game, and turned out Aberdeen were as well. We were both kind of were waiting to see who would make the first move within the game we kind of cancelled each other out and why it went to penalties but yeah in terms of how how they approached the final and, and the way we went to it, it it was good because the mood was fantastic as you know like you were in and around the boys all the time you know we had a good group of lads we all got on so we had a lot of downtime where we could kind of mix socialise and the manager put on some quizzes and things like that we had a lot of videos to look at and things like that so it really helped just settle us and it wasn't gung-ho we were, we were calm, we were relaxed, and by the time the game came round, we were all prepared, been in each other's space for a good amount of time, and, and basically looking forward to get going. I know that um, well the the weeks leading up to the cup final were were brilliant um, and really kind yeah. of busy around Inverness, and it was it was fantastic to see the club, the, yeah. the, the locals in the area, just kind of really take to the club in, the, in those weeks. But you guys escaped a couple of days before the cup final. But but talk to us about just. Um, the atmosphere around town because um, it, it was a pretty special time to be in Inverness uh, in those weeks leading yeah. up to the cup final. It was it was it was unbelievable and from the previous final a few years ago it was night and day. Uh, I remember I remember walking down the town just in t- city centre with a wife and and it had our faces tagged up on all on all the uh, the lampposts walking down and it was. It was crazy. It was another world. It was unbelievable. Everyone got behind us. All the city, all the businesses, everything, and it really was. There was a real buzz about the place, and I think it showed with like how many we took down there. It was really good, a good atmosphere, and it turned out the numbers and the fact we won it. It went tenfold after that as well. So it was it was a really good time for the city. You uh, you just brought something back to my memory there that. Um... The banners up the high street in Inverness, yeah, yeah, it did because Aye. I was I was really worried because I had to get those made up by the signage company and um, I was they you know great, what eh? they were they were brilliant but do you know what my my worry was that I remembered everyone 
because I was thinking, oh, if, yeah. if I've forgotten someone here, and I, I must have gone down the high street as well, just making sure that everyone was up, you know, because I didn't want anyone missed out, you know. So you went down to you went down to um, Livingston. You trained there. You stayed outside Edinburgh. The hotel that you stayed in, just I think it was outside Edinburgh Airport. The night yeah. before the cup final, Carl Tremarco was on. He was he was shared with Ross Draper, and he, you know, him and Ross had a conversation. Basically, they were kind of pinching themselves that they were about to play in the in the Scottish Cup final. Who were you sharing with the night before? I was roomed with Marley, so I was with Marley Watkins. Okay, and Marley how and was him were together? What a what what a room! That room alone yeah. basically held the key to Callie Thistle winning yeah. the Scottish Cup. I know it's fantastic. Uh, we had uh, we had Aaron in the night before as well. We he came round for a couple of hours as well, and he set up. He ended up setting up Marley's goal as well. So. We just had a brew, just messing around, just chilling, watching a bit of TV, chatting about it, and basically pretty much the same as the other boys. We were all saying this is the biggest game we're going to play in. And later on that night, it was just me and Miles, and we were just just relaxing. And anyway, imagine we both scored tomorrow, and we were just like, wow, that'd be incredible. And obviously, Marley was Marley was doing brilliant. I actually fancied him to score for oh, Marley to score tomorrow, and myself feel like. You're thinking, oh, take it as it comes. I'm confident I'll get on, I'll do well, I'll try and help the team, blah, blah, blah. But we actually spoke about it and said, imagine we both score. It was like, oh, that would be incredible, wouldn't it? You just have a little a little moment with each other before pretty much the biggest game of your life. You just, yeah, a bit nervous, but you're excited as well. And for it to come true, it's something, sorry, it's something we still talk about today. He rings me up and we say, wow, then times will never be emulated. It was, it was incredible. Did you sleep much the night before it? I was alright, you know. I wasn't too bad. Miles, Miles said he, oh, he had a bit of a trouble sleep, but he's, uh, but he did well in the day. But no, I was absolutely fine. Whether I went the other way, when you get a bit that way, you just you just conk out, and it could have been one of them. But no, we, everything was good. Like I said, probably the fact that been there a few days, everything was okay. You'd settled in your bed, you were fine, and it's just sort of the atmosphere and preparation that allowed us to be all right. So. It's probably that played a big part in it. The Saturday morning of the game, um, you said that the mood in the camp was a relaxed one. How was the mood on the Saturday morning? Was there a few nerves starting to kick in amongst the boys? I'd say so, yeah. It was a little bit... It's one of them... You know what the squad was like? The happy, the fine, but you know underneath it all because you're the same with yourself. You know you're going into this game thinking it's, it's massive and it was the first time within the tournament Realistically, where we we were classed as mainly the the favourites, mm-hmm. even though Falkirk were flying year after year, and I think they were just missing out on promotion every year. Had a very good squad. I know a couple of the boys within the squad got good moves as well, so they were clearly like probably Premiership quality anyway. But having said that, it was the first time, so there was that creeping in a little bit to think, oh, we're the favourites here. We need to take it to them because we'd always kind of worked on that underdog mentality and use that within our to a strength really but it probably I know myself I was I wasn't like playing so I was a bit nervous but I've been there myself before when when you're not starting you're not as nervous as say when you're starting because it's just a different environment you know you're alright for maybe I know you can come on in the first minute or whatever but you you know you're alright for at least 45 minutes and when you're on the bench then you start thinking, oh, my time's, my time's coming. And the way the game was going, Falkirk were coming back into it, and I did half think, that's when you start thinking, oh, now my time's coming. And I was getting a bit more nervous then. So that's probably what the other lads were feeling on that 
in the on the morning thinking it was very close for them. I think a few of the lads were nervous about tying their tie for the first time. There was a, <laughs> I remember, and I, yeah, and I remember the weeks leading up to it. There was a few that had to um, have lessons um, in how to tie their ties. Very, very true. I think uh, it was at a time that was teaching us. I think Sam might have been teaching a few of the boys at the time, That's but right, I know yeah. for sure that Marley could not, he couldn't tie his shoelace, let alone his tie. So yeah, I was there in the morning sorting out his tie, help making sure he's all right, looking smart. But yeah, again, that was another another thing we did. We did it before, but we were all kitted out for the suits, looking the part, and and, it, and it's good because again, uh, some of the lads might never get that opportunity again. And yeah. The fact that the fact that we did make the most of it, and I've still got my my suit, I'll, I'll keep it forever. Um, yeah, it makes it all the sweeter that we did we did win on the day. It's funny. I was speaking to, as I said, Yogi a few weeks ago, and then the days after it, I, I, I was thinking about the cup final, and I remember the Monday of that week, um, he gave me absolute dogs abuse on the Monday, and he was he was he was really upset because. Um, everyone had got their suits. Um, we 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 dealt with Slaters and Inverness, and we got you know all yeah, the guys' suits right. and etc. And it was all made to measure, and you know and things like that. And Yogi was unhappy about his um his uh, his sleeves, and I remember him you know kind of thinking at the time like, what is your sleeves? But then you know he wanted everything to be perfect, so we ended up having yeah. to get. I think we got the the suit altered at the Edinburgh store and managed to get in the nick of time to. To make sure he was, you know, right, suited yeah. and booted, you know. But uh, it's funny you mentioned suits there. So you're you're travelling through to the game. You arrive at Hamden. The guys, you know, yeah. yourself and the guys have obviously had the the experience of the semi final. But the cup final itself, I mean, it was a you know, to paint a picture. It was a, a scene of colour. There was there was you yeah. know blue and red to the the right as you come out the tunnel, and uh, and navy blue and white to the to the left. It was a you know a real great scene. You know, is is it? As a youngster, you know, to play in cup finals, that's what you dream about. And was that the same for yourself? Um, obviously, you know, you, you, you walk out and you go to the bench, but when that game, you know, everything kicks off, is that kind of pinch yourself moment that you're, you're here in a, a Scottish Cup final? Oh, definitely. Like you said, driving up there, it was it was another level again. Whoever was, it was, the organiser within the cup, they, they did a really good job. All the colours of, of both teams, all the way down to Hamden and it was fantastic when you got there like the fans were there very early out in the numbers supporting us and and like you said the i think i think they both teams had had the names of on the on the pitch i think i still got the picture yep. of it and yep. and all the colors in the in the stand i think the, the fireworks not the fireworks you know the flame that goes up they were all going off it was unbelievable it's stuff that you look at if you've not played in it on finals, you look on the TV and you think, "Oh, fantastic!" But you, you take it for granted when you watch it on TV or the Champions League, or you see all this confetti, things like that going off. You just think it's normal. But when you play in it and you see it, it's, it's incredible. It really is. It's it's one of the moments you now thinking I'll be like, "Wow, well, might not never happen again." Mm-hmm. At the time, it's just like a happy, a happy level. You're thinking, "Wow, this is this is incredible. This is almost top level football. This is this is what you want to be involved in." And, and some boys are fortunate they, were, they always are but others aren't and it might be the only time they play so it was good the first half you've got the same view as um, a few others um, Aaron Doran <laughs> with the a tremendous ball through to to Marley Watkins uh, Callie Thistle take a first half lead and it was a a deserved lead um, what were your thoughts and memories of that first half performance especially Marley's goal as well yeah I 
I thought we were on top. I thought we, the team were looking good, um, which usually happens. You usually see that in in some sort of a game or final. One team kind of takes takes advantage, goes for it, and it usually flips again. And that's the way it worked. But in terms of the first half, it was good. I thought we were looking solid. Marley was looking good, and he was a threat that year. He was fast and strong, so defenders worried against him. Aaron is also a fantastic player. Good through ball, got the goal. So yeah, I feel like you're sitting good. And then from my point of view, I'm thinking, oh, fantastic. Hopefully I'll get on in a winning position and kind of see the game out. <clears throat> Hopefully make a difference. Uh, but yeah, everything was good from halftime. Were you, um, were you out training at halftime? I was going to ask if you, you knew what John had mentioned to the boys at halftime, but were you, I'm, I'm assuming you probably were about on the, on the, on the playing surface. Yeah, me and the boys were just warming up out there, and just thinking, oh, I'm just trying to nick out onto the park, you never know, so everyone just ran out onto it and just had a knockabout, took it in, thinking you're gonna, hopefully you're going to get on the park, you just want to touch the ball, so so it was good, we all just we all just went out. Nick Ross mentioned a few um, uh, a few weeks ago, he was on and he was talking about that, that game, and I think, I think John had asked him to warm up a couple of times and just... Keep sprinting was his advice. What um, <laughs> what was Yogi like on the on on the sidelines? I mean, he's a he's a lively character anyway. But what was he like um, on the on the sidelines that day? Exactly like that. You could tell you you were watching the game, so you, you understood it. And something had happened. It'd be like Ah, Vinny, out you go, out you go. And it wouldn't be an injury. It wouldn't be anything. It could it could just be tactical. And then something had changed again, and he'd be like, "Ah, Nick, Nick, out you go, out you go." And he, he was just always thinking. He was always trying to think. Yeah, that goes like that way. I need Nick Ross. Yeah, that goes that way. Oh, I need Vinny. So that's just the way he was thinking. Me and Nick were just up and down like a yo-yo. So <laughs> kind of just went out. But it was one of them occasions that you don't, you don't mind. You want to go and warm up in that. You want to go and enjoy it. So it was it was all right. To be fair, we were warming up right down near our fans anyway. So it was fantastic. It was loud, and it got you near the park, and that's what you want to do anyway. You want to. Be near there you were right down close to it seeing how big the pitch was and it was decent but yeah Nick's spot on Yogi was just literally he was uh, always thinking about it always wondering what, which way he could make a maybe a change to help us win and uh, yeah me and him were up and down <laughs> <laughs> the second half is it's almost like a, a game of two halves isn't it because Falkirk come back into yeah. it and actually, yeah. um, they probably had the better of the, the second half, and yeah, they did. They they kind of started to to play some good stuff. Um, the last twenty minutes is where I want to talk to you about because obviously that's when when you come in. Uh, the yeah. board goes up seventy two minutes. Ryan Christie comes off. Uh-huh. You come on. Can you remember the? I mean, at this point, it's still one nil to Cali Thistle. Can you remember the the instructions from Yogi as you're as you're heading on, or Kale, or or Love Russell? Well, that, that pretty much sums up what I just said. To be honest, the way the way Yogi is talking, the fact that the game had flipped a little bit, Ryan was naturally more attacking than me. So I came on in the same position. We used to play like a four-two-three-one, mm-hmm. and I came on in the middle of the three. But I was told to sit on more on their line midfielder because he was getting on the ball more. So I was probably more defensive-minded than Ryan. So I was told to do that, and then hopefully that would get us a foothold in the game, and we could build from there, to be honest, because their midfielder was getting on the ball a lot, and they were kind of making them tick and getting into the game. They did that for the majority of the second half, like you said. So there you go. That's that's an example of him like thinking about it. and So that's what I did. Went on to try and do that, and I have no idea how long I was there for. I think it was minutes. 
honestly. Three then, three yeah, minutes, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, so there you go. I never knew that, actually. I knew it was a short time, but I never knew how long it was. So, yeah, yeah. I probably touched it once, and then, bang, back to right back. <laughs> so, Carl, Carl Tremarker gets sent off, um, uh-huh. and it, yourself move... Um, I didn't actually, I didn't actually realise until um, I think it was Yogi mentioned it a few weeks ago when he said that you know yourself went to right back. I'd I'd completely you know missed that from my memory. But then when you look at the goal, as we'll we'll touch on later, uh, you, you obviously that's kind of your your almost your yeah. starting position. Uh, but you go you go into right back uh, when Carl goes off. What's your, what's your thoughts when when Carl goes off? Because at the time, as as we said, Falkirk were kind of pressing, and then you know you're down to yeah. ten men. Were you kind of fearing the worst? A little bit, yeah, because you, you see it differently when, when you're not on the park. So I was watching the game in the first half, feeling total control, feeling looking good, hopefully get on, make a positive impact. And then the second half comes and it's turning and you can see it turning slowly and Falker getting into it and you're thinking they're going to they're gonna score eventually. And then you come on again and when you're in the park, it's different again. You have that more positive approach. You're thinking, right, now I can try and help the team make a difference. But then when Carlo got sent off I was just my first thought and the manager came pulled me over he said Vinny listen need you to go right back need you to do this bloody bar and I was like fine I played there a couple of times for him but my, my honestly my first thought was see it out see if we can nick penalties and the, just the way the game was going that's what I thought would have probably been the smartest approach for the team be solid try and be hard Marley was good on the attack he might be able to nick something for us if not we need two banks of four behind the ball and just see it out see if we can get to penalties Falkirk score um, five minutes after yeah. Carl gets sent off and I it's funny you say that the time difference here because I I, f- I I mean I obviously looked it back and it was 75 Carl was sent off and then 80 Falkirk yeah. score and I didn't even appreciate I, I, I was the same as you I, I, I didn't appreciate the, the yeah, yeah, I didn't appreciate the time yeah. the time difference. Uh, when folk do get back into it, I mean, obviously that, as you mentioned there, that's your, you know, your thoughts that, on the way the game was heading. That's the thought process was, yeah, just see if we can see it out. Falkirk were, even at that stage, once they got on level terms, they were the team that looked like they were going to score uh-huh. again. But, as yeah. we all know, um, on the 86th <laughs> minute, Marley, Ross Draper heads out the 18-yard box, Marley Watkins... Yeah. There's a kind of bounce of the ball. Marley reads it right. That's a good bounce, doesn't he? Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Picks it up kind of 10, yard, 10, 15 yards inside the his own half. Then he gets going. Now, Yogi mentioned it the other week there, and he said that if anyone knew what Marley was going to do, it was James Vincent. <laughs> when, when, Mar- when Marley picks up that ball, because, uh, I mean, as I said, he's 10, 15 yards inside his own half. When he gets up the ball... You're the one that's the closest. You're you're screaming for the ball, and you probably don't come into the picture until midway through. So yeah. midway through, um, well, about twenty twenty five yards away from the Falkirk goal, then you kind of come into the picture. Yeah, and right. Your hand goes up when you're you're wanting the ball. What's your what's the thought process? Because you obviously see him pick it up. You mentioned it just a few moments ago that Marley was doing well holding the ball up. When he gets yeah. that ball, what's your thought process? I need I need to get I need to help him out here. Well, it, it was it was a strange one. Like the lads had worked hard, the lads in the middle, and I think yeah, I think Nick Ross was on by then. Mm-hmm. I think he was just more or less parallel parallel with me when it dropped. I think he was just ahead of me on the right wing. And um, Drapes and and Tansy were tired, worked hard against uh, eleven men, and it just dropped to Mars. And I just like we we were two four banks 
two banks of four, sorry. And we were, we were looking fairly solid. And I just I just had a gamble. I just bounced the bounce well for him. I was just jogging out, like trying to get our line up as high high the park as we could. And it and the bounce went well for him. And from then, I, I just I just took off. I think I got sent I got sent a clip a clip of it a different angle, like and it was one from behind the goal. And and I was in in my own box when I started. Mm-hmm. And and Marley. He goes side by side with another lad, and again he does well with him. And I think I'm probably just short of the halfway line now. And then I'm thinking I've got a good chance. But I think what worked well in my favour is that the Falkirk team probably thought that they were just going to be attack, 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 and they probably just thought Marley was on on his own. So I, I actually managed to drift past my 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 man, so to speak, which would have been the left winger. And the midfielders were occupied with Drapes and and uh, Tanzi. Got past them. And then by then, again, I always say to Marley, oh, he should have passed to me, he's a greedy guy, but uh, <laughs> the way it's worked out, it was just sometimes meant to be in a right place, right time, but I uh, took a gamble on it and it worked off. Yeah, I was going to say, when I see your hand going up, you want you want the ball, and if Marley slides you in, I mean, you're in a perfect position to shoot anyway, um, probably yeah. the, the way the angle is. When Marley shoots, is a part of you, I mean, it's split second, but it's, when Marley shoots, is part of you thinking... What are you doing? What are you, you know, almost what are you doing? I'm, I'm in a better position. I was, I, I just, you're just running up and, and you're never thinking, or like, especially me being not being a striker anyway. It's probably different for them, but your first thought process is never thinking, oh, I'll get a rebound, I'll see what I can do. It. You're always just, as a midfielder, you're looking maybe where can I get the ball and as it as it was, like you say, I was in a good position to have a shot. Probably would have, probably would have skied it, but. Um, <laughs> I'm still in a good position to have a go, and as it worked out, he he, he went went had a go himself. Wanted to be the hero, didn't he? But um, it landed on my lap, and yeah, fortunate enough, put it away. Yeah, as I say, in, in, in split second decision, Marley, the ball leaves Marley's feet. You're probably annoyed that he's not uh, passed or played you through. I was, uh, yeah. And then in the same token, the goalkeeper spills it, and again, a split second decision. You must have been thinking. You I mean your eyes must have lit up at the the prospect when when Jamie McDonald spilled that shot. It was honestly. It was just. It was. It was fortunate. And someone, I remember someone saying, "Oh, you were lucky, weren't you?" And I was like, "Hi." Like in in some aspects, I was like, it was good. It, it fell into my path. But on the flip side, I had a gamble from right back. So yeah. in some ways, when I look back at it now, I'm like, "No, nah, like fortune favors the brave, so to speak." And I, and I did. I, I had a go, and 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 it worked out well for me. So it, it was good. It was perfect. It, it came onto me. It came onto my right foot. Uh, I managed to slot it underneath him, and. Uh, yeah, honestly, I should have gone mental, but I think it was the fact that I scored in the game. It was quite a calm celebration, and I just kind of jogged about, gave a little symbol. My actually, my first, my, I just had a my daughter actually, and I gave a little symbol to um, to the wife down the camera. Just, just natural, just wanted to do that because they actually didn't come to the game because the little one was so young. And um, yeah, after that, all the boys just surrounded me, and then me and Marley. Seeing each other did this little dance that, yeah, look, looking back on looks terrible, but uh, it was one of them. It was good. <laughs> Time and space to run into Fang Tom Tyler. He sets up Keir Duffy. Falkirk is starting to stretch now. He doesn't look. Duffy with the ball into the box, away by Draper. Marley Watkins might get the bounce of the ball here. He has, and he's on his own now. He's got to go. Marley Watkins is up against Peter Grant. It's Marley Watkins. James Vincent screaming for the ball here. Marley Watkins! Oh, did he get back? Oh, James Vincent! James Vincent! James Vincent! Yes! 
The, the clip of you celebrating was used that you know likes the sports personality of the year yeah. that year and and various different compilations um you know scottish cup compilations that come out every year that that clip uh-huh. is always there and actually do you know what for a celebration for a match winner four minutes before the end it's actually quite a cool composed celebration i've seen uh-huh. you know i've seen others go you know mental but it looked like you had it you know under control i know honestly all day i don't know i don't know how or why i've, I've scored scored a tap in this season I went mental so it's it's, it's crazy just just the way it works I think it was almost a bit overwhelming you were like holy shit this could be it could, could have done it and it's just it was it was just a calm thing approached it uh, did that and then like I said the boys were there and it was kind of just oh shit right now we need to ride it out we need to see this out and it's, it's strange I think you because you got so much riding on it. For me personally, I was always maybe aware of that. Some sometimes, like maybe it gets the better you and your emotions, you go crazy. But maybe because I was aware of that, I just kept it calm and then got on with the game. When that final whistle goes, um, what's the what's the overriding emotion, joy? Um, when that final whistle goes, that you've knowing that you've not only won the cup but as a collective team that you've won the Scottish Cup joy euphoria honestly biggest thing we've ever done incredible it really was I remember me and Nick Ross just jumping hugging each other Daddy Divine came over it was incredible and then everyone just ran on the park all the boys were just hugging jumping about we all went and seen our family Yogi was going mental it was it was a fantastic day honestly those are the the moments that as a you know as a a young kid is a, a, a yeah. you know, youngster making your way in the game that you you dream about. You know the, the the celebrations afterwards, going up to collect your winners medal and 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 lifting that trophy. What was that uh, experience like for yourself? Was that the first kind of major trophy that you'd won in your career? Yeah, I'd, we by that I'd won won like a youth cup we had like you have a youth league when you're younger mm-hmm. we won the Puma Youth Alliance when I was younger and it was a similar we went up and lifted a cup but other than that it was the first first major thing I'd won and like I said I don't think I don't think I'll win better again if I'm being honest um, it was incredible so going up and, and collecting it it's, again it's what you look at in TV and, and you take for granted you just think oh fair play these boys have done it brilliant good game or whatever but when you go and do it yourself and you're looking out and you're seeing all your fans it's another level it's it's fantastic it really is the the real celebrations kicked in pretty much when you guys um headed back down the, the tunnel uh, take us into yeah. the take us into the dressing room um because there was scenes of carnage i think i i think <laughs> I, I poked my head in uh, when everything was getting cleaned up etc towards the end but uh, take us in there because that must have been um carnage it was, it was mental, honestly. It was so good. We had, like I said, we had such a good group of boys anyway. We were, we were friends as it was, let alone teammates. So when, when you win something with, with your teammates and the mates on top of that, it's, it is really good. We already had lots of beers, everything sorted. And to be honest, we would have done that anyway. Would have made, uh, made a night of it regardless, win or lose, because again, like I said, they were our mates and would have just been that sort of uh, environment. But the fact that we won, all the boys were on cloud nine. Fantastic, getting drink thrown around everywhere. Cups, people sliding around, and like Gary Warren, he had an uh, 
he hadn't played that game, missed the final, and yep. he must have had a couple in the stand or something because he was going mental. And um, honestly, it was another level. It was it was fantastic. I can still remember the change room now. It, it was really good. As I say, moments that you'll probably look back on for the rest of your career. Um, okay. Many, I mean, many teams have been to Hamden and won uh, this well the Scottish Cup over the years, and have had you know celebrations afterwards. Not many have won the Scottish Cup and then had to make a three-hour bus journey uh, back up the A9. Uh, yeah, we did think about that. <laughs> we've, heard, we've heard a few uh, stories from that one, but I suppose your one is quite a unique one because for probably three hours, you must have had 20-plus grown men chant your name for pretty much three hours on the way back up the road because I believe that John Hughes pretty much just kept Aye. chanting Jamesy, Jamesy Vincent everywhere, every time. He was the one, Yogi, he was probably the loudest man in the room anyway, so you know that yourself. So when he started the chant, everyone just jumped on it and everyone was having such a good time. They were they were all chuffed that I scored and everyone was happy that we'd done it as a team. And James, James, I remember we stopped on the A9 somewhere and not too far from a bend and I'm not even sure why we stopped, if I'm being honest, but we did something for we did something for filming and stuff and all the lads were together in a tight-knit huddle and Yogi'd start, Jamesy, Jamesy Vincent and everyone had a drink going everywhere and I had, to, I had to come with a cup through the middle and they all parted like the Red Sea and they had to come through it and jump up at the end and everyone started whacking me all. Oh, it was fantastic, honestly. It was brilliant. It was, like I said, it was it was a great night and probably probably the best thing we'll do. That, uh, that burst journey back up the E9, again, you know, it was... Um... You've been part of many bus journeys up the A9, but that that one, um, I think probably was probably the longest because you you made pit stops in Octorada <laughs> and 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 laybys and stuff like that. But again, you know the the stories and the and the memories from that one will probably last a lifetime for yourself. Yeah, honestly, we we made a couple of stops. Like I said, we made some stops in in, in the village there and. One was just on the A9, just randomly. I think we stopped again, just short of Aviemore, and just just the boys just getting off, just jumping about, having a good time. But like you said, done that trip, trip of many times. But uh, this will be one that that I remember. So when you go back to the stadium, the there was a, a kind of a celebration afterwards for players and staff, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember actually uh, some fans uh, got in and, and, and Kenny Cameron actually had, had welcomed them in, which was a fantastic gesture. <laughs> I mean, there are supporters yeah. there that, that got lucky and got into the kind of official party, which um, I'm sure they'll remember for the rest of their, their life as well. But um, you were the kind of man, you were the... You had to get a photo with James Vincent in the Scottish Cup. I'm I'm proud to say I got a photo with James Vincent in the Scottish Cup that day. Oh, I love that. But uh, you were a man yeah. in demand. No, it was good, and and to be honest, I, it's, it was it was good. I I just made the most of it, and to be honest, I always will. It's still pinned mm-hmm. on my Twitter now. The the goal. <laughs> so I just just think made the most of it. It's probably never gonna happen again. If it does, fantastic. But it was it was great. Everyone everyone wanted to to chat to you to chat to all the boys and just just get a picture with the cup and and it was great like i said my my wife and and my eldest uh bella they both they both didn't come to the game so so to see them back at the stadium was really good as well um i could i was half cut maybe major by then but uh it was still good my my missus was a little bit cautious with me holding holding my youngest and uh and when marley got older as well she was like well that's enough that's enough because marley's there He's a little bit crazy at the best of times. So when he'd had a few drinks, uh, but no, it was it was really good. It was it was fantastic. Like Kenny made made a good effort. Everyone got involved and everyone had some drinks through the night. And uh, like I said, it, it 
again, we, we half thought we were going to do something in Glasgow, but the fact that we came back, for me, it worked out perfect because it means I got to see my family. Everyone was close enough to home to go go and get in bed and stuff. So, yeah, it, it, was, re- it was really good. It was a great night. The celebrations on the Sunday obviously carried on as well. Um, yeah. The Now, it's funny, I read something uh, today, actually. Ryan Christie was talking about the celebrations um in the city centre and he assumed it was a kind of lap of, of honour if you like in the, in the bus round Inverness city centre but there was a party at the Northern Meeting Park where I think about five to 6,000 fans were there if I remember rightly on the day the numbers yeah. were given to us was that a surprise to you to see um, that kind of yeah. that kind of event and also the, the reaction from the, the city again was fantastic on the Sunday that must have been a real a real highlight too it was unbelievable honestly the fact that we obviously don't have that number of fans that come in week in, week out. So to get that sort of reception and, and amount of people there just to maybe welcome you and say well done, it was it was incredible. We we went through the city and it's a busy enough city as it is, you, you know that, but it was rammed. It was, it was so busy. The bus was going slow enough. We could see loads of people, everyone cheering us on. Again, we had a load of beers on the bus. It was fantastic. Everyone was enjoying it. And luckily enough, we had, it was a great day as well. The sun was out. Mm-hmm. So we did all that. And then we got to the park and I remember the stand and it was incredible. Honestly, all the people that have come to see you just again, just to say, well done to welcome you back. It, it was really good. And it was something, it was a, it was the best sort of, togetherness I've seen from the city in my time here um, everyone rallying in the same direction and happy and it was just a joyous occasion yeah, hopefully hopefully the city can have more of them in the future yeah absolutely James just to, to kind of cap up that uh, the day the 30th of May um, it's funny actually I remember a story now uh, just coming back to me while you were speaking there uh, when we were in Bucharest um, I was in a pub with Andy Johnston who who films a lot of the games uh, for yeah, Cali, and yeah, we actually it. bumped into your um, we bumped into your dad, and <laughs> uh, yeah. Bucharest, and and then you know then a, a few other supporters kind of got wind that James Vincent's yeah. dad was in there. So the, the family, the family are obviously you know incredibly <laughs> proud of that uh, day for yourself as well. That that day, how do you um, sum up that day in terms of your your career? The best for me, so far. Absolutely, best, yeah. there's more to come. Yeah. And like I said, it's the best so far, and I, I hope I hope that more people, like not myself, can can experience that because I remember sport talking to David Raven, me and him used to travel in together, and we were saying how big it was. Unfortunately, Ravs as well, uh, he missed the final, so it's just just one of them things. Ravs has had a fantastic career, but we were talking about it all, and we were saying how how fortunate in a way that we are because there's so many people that that you look back and you say oh what career is that fantastic but it comes to the end and it's not a bad thing but they've never won anything in, in the career and to, to be fortunate enough to win something and look back at it, it it is really good so in terms of that so far it's it's been it's been the best in my career it's been the highlight so far um, you're obviously back at the club now um, you re-signed yeah. last summer as well and I'm sure that um, you know you've always been you've always had a a soft spot for the club and I think the supporters have had a soft yeah. spot for yourself as well but when you were welcomed back to the club I'm sure that um, most Cali Thistle fans would be would be delighted to see uh, James Vincent back in a, in a Cali Thistle shirt how are you enjoying your, your second stint at the club? 
Yeah, I'm loving it. I did. I got a great welcome. It was really good, to be fair. So uh, I appreciate it for that. Uh, the fans were brilliant for me. Um, it's been good. I love Inverness as a city. It's it's great. Um, you know yourself. It's it's such a great place. Um, I moved down to Dundee, and it, it didn't work out for me. Uh, it's one of them in hindsight that you look at and you think, did I make the right decision? But you'll never know. Uh, you just get on with it and you move on. Uh, but I'm back here and I'm enjoying my football again. And like I said, I've got another year. Um, whenever football resumes again, I'm looking forward to get going. So uh, hopefully we can do, like I said, some positive things with the club again. Great stuff, James. Um, it's been brilliant to speak to you um, on the, the kind of anniversary, the fifth year anniversary of that famous day that uh, James Vincent and yeah. Marley Watkins as well um, yeah. helped Cali Thistle to, to win the Scottish Cup for the first time uh, in the club's history. I'm sure it's a day that, that well every Cali Thistle fan will look back on uh, with uh, immense pride as well. And uh, it will always be, the 30th of May will always be St Vincent's Day uh, in my eyes. Um <laughs> So no, enjoy uh, enjoy the the anniversary yourself, and uh, it's been yeah. it's been lovely to chat to you, James. Perfect, likewise, Aldi. Good to speak. <laughs> <laughs>